Well, once again, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to be a part of our worship service for our liturgist, Alan Wenzel, this morning, for our praise team who offers our music, for uh, Gary Brubaker, who puts all of our music so beautifully together for us. Um, for those who have been assisting in our in-person worship as liturgists or as ushers or as greeters um, or working in our sound booth, thank you. And if you're looking for ways to serve, uh, we'd love to have you. We have places for you to be able to sign up to greet or to usher um, or be liturgist in person or online. Or if you'd like to learn any of our technical aspects, um, we'd love to have you. Thank you for all of those who have who have been so faithful in assisting. We've appreciated it. So now we're closing this morning um, with our series on justice and mercy, um, looking at Micah 6, 8, which has been our grounding verse for this. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God? And we've looked at what that means. What is justice? What is mercy? And so today, how do we walk humbly with our God? We've been asking these questions and wrestling with them. What does the Bible say? What does our Christian tradition say? And how do we live? So today, what is mercy? Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I know that we're already started in this, but I was just wondering if y'all knew if this was a bones day or a no bones day. Do you know? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Or are you thinking, she's lost her mind? Not totally. Um, bones or no bones day. So there was a social, there is a social media app called TikTok. Um, and TikTok exploded in popularity during the pandemic. Um, and TikTok is an app where people share some short videos. Sometimes they're sharing customer service experiences or some dances or some storytelling or joke telling. Uh, and the videos range anywhere from like 15 seconds to three minutes. Now, most recently, a profile of someone named Jonathan and his 13-year-old pug, Noodle, um, started posting about bones or no bones. So in the morning, John stands Noodle up, and if Noodle stays standing, it's a bones day, meaning my pug has bones today. Um, and you're encouraged to take the day on and to um, accomplish something on maybe your to-do list or that it's kind of like a good day. And if Noodle, when Noodle is stood up, if Noodle just kind of melts back into his bed, then it's a no bones day. And on no bones day, you wear soft pants um, and maybe take an extra nap or be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself. So just in case you're wondering, apparently it's a, no, it's a, it's a bones weekend. So bones weekend, everybody. Um, now this is a page or profile or video that has exploded in popularity. I mean, millions of people watch this and it's become a phenomenon um, from folks talking about it from everywhere from the Today Show and Good Morning America or um, on other social media sites. Um, I even heard that in a Pentagon um, uh, daily briefing, they talked about whether it was a Bones Day or a No Bones Day. So this has exploded in popularity. Millions of people are talking about it and, um, and sometimes adjusting their day accordingly. 
Now, why would something like this be so popular? And maybe some of you are even rolling your eyes at this, like bones or no bones, what does this have to do with anything? Um, well, I think, um, I think that there's a few reasons. Um, and I think um, especially younger generations, not exclusively, but especially younger generations have paid more attention to mental health. And this is another way of bringing attention to caring for your mental health and being open and honest if it's not a good mental health day and how to take care of yourself, body, mind, and soul. And I think that's important. I think it's important that we talk about mental health and we remove some of the stigmas about, um, about mental health. So I think that's one reason why this is so popular. And I think another reason is that um, we're all looking for something that brings a smile to our face and helps us to be more hopeful. Now, for some people that's spending time with people that they love, or maybe it's binge watching a favorite series off of Netflix, or seeing if a pug on TikTok has bones or nods. We're all looking for something that brings lightness and joy and hope and a smile. I mean, I think we have always been looking for that, but especially in the last couple of years, especially in facing a pandemic, we're really looking for it. And so this connects with how to walk humbly with our God. How do we do this? First, what does it mean? What does it mean to be humble and to walk with God? Bones or no bones. I think that it has to do with hope. I think that it has to do with faith. And I think that it has to do with spiritual discipline. And sometimes those things are not easy. John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodism, um, had three rules that were for these early groups of Christians called Methodists. And these three rules have been um, boiled down to some simple ways of talking to them. John Wesley's three simple rules, to do no harm, to do good, and attend to the ordinances of God. Or uh, sometimes it's stay in love with God. So do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Now, from John Wesley himself, um, this was written around like 19, 17, not 19, 1739-ish, um, and it's been published in our Book of Discipline. The Book of Discipline in the United Methodist Church is basically how we structure ourselves and all of the things that we believe, from our theological principles to social principles to, again, how we structure ourselves both as a local and a denomination. So what are John Wesley's rules? So these are um, more extensive of the rules that were given to the groups initially called the Methodist groups. Obviously, we grew a little bit. Um, but um, this, is how, this is what the groups were asked to both account for, um, to talk about in their holiness clubs, um, and to, to hold one another accountable to stay in love with God or walk humbly with our God. So these are the rules from John Wesley. So he says, there is only one quick, un, there is only one condition previously required of those who desire admission into these societies, the Methodist groups. A desire to flee from the wrath to come and to be saved from their sins. 
But wherever this is really fixed in the soul, it will be shown as its fruits. It is there expected of all those who continue therein, they should continue to evidence their desire of salvation first by doing no harm, by avoiding evil of every kind, especially that which is most generally practiced, practiced such as, and here's the list, taking the name of God in vain, the profaning the day of the Lord, either by doing ordinary work therein or by buying or selling. Drunkenness, buying or selling spirituous liquors or drinking them, unless in cases of extreme necessity. Slaveholding, buying or selling slaves. Fighting, quarreling, brawling, brother going to law with brother or sister with sister returning evil for evil, or railing for railing, the using many words in buying or selling, the buying or selling goods that have not paid the duty, the giving or taking things on in usury, unlawful interest, uncharitable or unprofitable conversation, particularly speaking of evil of magistrates or of ministers, um, magistrates would be politicians. Softness and needless self-indulgence, laying up treasure upon earth, borrowing without a probability of paying or taking up goods without a probability of paying them. It is expected of all who continue in these societies that they should continue to evidence their desire of salvation. That's just number one, okay? Number two, secondly, by doing good, by being, in every kind, by being in every kind merciful after their power as they have opportunity, doing good of every possible sort and as far as possible to all, to their bodies, of the ability which God giveth by giving food to the hungry, by clothing to the naked, by visiting or helping them that are sick or in prison, to their souls, by instructing, reproving, or exhorting all we have any intercourse with, trampling underfoot that enthusiastic doctrine that we are not to do good unless our hearts be free to it by doing good, especially to them that are of the household of faith or groaning so to be, employing them preferably to others, buying one of another, helping each other in business, and so much more because the world will love its own and them only. By all possible diligence and frugality that the gospel be not blamed, by running with patience the race which is set before them, denying themselves and taking up their cross daily, submitting to bear the reproach of Christ, to be as the filth and offscurring of the world, and looking that men should say in all manner of evil of them falsely for the Lord's sake. It is expected of all who desire to continue in these societies that they could, should continue to evidence their desire of salvation. That's two. Thirdly, by attending upon all the ordinances of God, such are the public worship of God, the ministry of the word either read or expounded, 
the Supper of the Lord, family and private prayer, searching the scriptures, fasting or abstinence. These are the general rules of our societies, all of which we are taught of God to observe, even in his written word, which is the only rule and the sufficient rule, both of our faith and practice. And all these we know his spirit writes on truly awakened hearts. If there be any among us who observe them not, who habitually break any of them, let it be known unto them who watch over that soul as they must give an account. We will admonish him of the error of his ways. We will bear with him for a season. But then if he repent not, he hath no more place among us. We have delivered our own souls. The three rules. Now, certainly these are much more full and complicated and, and maybe more than you ever knew. They were certainly more than I knew and I thought I'd studied them before. Do no harm do good, attend to the ordinances of God. Now in hearing some of them, maybe you were thinking, whoopsers, I maybe could have done better on some of those. And maybe some of them you thought, you know, that was for a particular time at a particular place and I don't think that's an issue anymore, perhaps. What does it mean to do no harm, to do good, to stay in love with God? What does it mean to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God? I think this gives us some really good places to start, to check our heart, to check and see where we are, to stay grounded, how have you found yourself staying grounded, especially during the pandemic? Maybe it's been through prayer, marveling at creation, spending time walking, or visiting with folks, writing letters or emails or notes, spending time reading or studying scripture, worship, singing songs or hymns. What should I do then? I will pray with the spirit, but I will pray with the mind also. I will sing praise with the spirit, but I will sing praise with the mind also. What does this have to do with justice and mercy? I mean, we know of so many who do good works, who work tirelessly for justice, who care for others through acts of mercy. And these are important to do justice, to love mercy. And all of those things need to be grounded in our love of God. Loving God with our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Now, if you are in a particular place in your life that you're just feeling like you're struggling, maybe you're just right now not able to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Maybe you're feeling lost or alone. First, even in those feelings, you are not alone. There are others who feel like you do and who have struggled with staying grounded or connected to God. 
And if you are feeling in that place right now, it is okay to say that. Now, if you're not in that place, perhaps you can reach out to someone, someone that may need some prayer. And if you're in a place where you're feeling lost or alone or struggling, maybe you can reach out to someone and just ask for them to pray for you. Maybe you don't have to say any more than that, but would you pray for me? Maybe ask them to check in on you. One of the other questions that John Wesley asked frequently of the Methodist societies was, how is it with your soul? And it's really easy to brush by that question and say, oh, it's fine, or it is well with my soul. Sometimes it's not. And to be able to be honest and vulnerable, to say that with people who will pray for you and walk the journey with you, that's what will make it well with your soul. And maybe if you are in the place where you're not able to love God with your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength at this moment, maybe you can focus on that second part, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. One of the quotes from the musical Les Mis in the end, it says, to love another person is to see the face of God. In the love of one another, we stay grounded and we stay connected to God. To love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. To do no harm, to do good, and to stay in love with God. To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. What does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Thanks be to God. Amen.